Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Campfire Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and we made it to the second location, which is exciting because I kind of thought I'd hit LA and then never turn back, <laughs> you know? I just go back home and be like, oh, we called it, that's an adventure. But I didn't, and we're still on this trip. I've driven numerous hours, over 10 plus hours to get to where I am, and the whole time doing a car karaoke, concert and so if my voice sounds a little rough that's why but we're here at the second location like i said and i guess i should tell you where i'm at i'm in salem oregon no no not the salem that you were thinking of with the witches but salem oregon the one that's covered with green green trees has waterfalls and even the people who work at the gas station they pour the gas for you and i didn't <laughs> even know that that was a thing so i mean if you ever want to come visit a nice place and get taken care of, maybe you should come to Oregon. But the reason that we're here is to record our second episode. And I have a very special guest. So if you remember on episode 12, the one of the SS Uring Medan, I had a guest who was a fan of the show for so long and wanted to come do an episode with me. She drove all the way down. Her name's Susan. And so we drove all the way up to Oregon to hang out and do a second episode together. So everybody welcome Susan. Woohoo! They're doing good. They always do good. And then, yeah, of course, all of you, I'm going to give you a round of applause to everyone out there in podcast land. I appreciate you guys listening, and I can't believe we made it this far. But we've taken a break from exploring, and there's a nice, beautiful noise in the background, if you can hear it. It's not white noise. It's, in fact, a waterfall. So a little bit of a different type of theme here with Campfire Adventures because we usually have a fire. But this journey has taught me a lot so i'll let you all know that stuff at the end but let's just get into today's story so grab a drink it's time to relax we're by a waterfall and i'm ready to tell you today's story Okay, picture it. We're in Oregon. And this state houses the country's fourth largest river, which is known as the Columbia River. It runs through the state, dividing the border of Washington and Oregon. And let me just say, this river is amazing because it's home to one of the largest salmon runs on Earth. It produces a lot of drinking water for people. And then even farmers use the water from this giant lake in order to water all of their farmland. And if that's not enough to make you want to live here, it's enough to make today's creature want to live there. So there have been reports since about 1930s of some creature that has been lurking in the waterways of this river, and then even some sightings of something swimming in the Pacific Ocean. That's right, I said the Pacific Ocean. This river is so big <laughs> that it breaks a state in half, two states in half, and then it also leads out to the ocean. So, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what could this creature be? I mean, is it the Loch Ness? Well, no, because he lives off on the other side of the, you know, the world. But the creature's name is Colossal Claude, 
And if you think the name sounds kind of familiar, it might be because Oregon, in appreciation of their very own monster, has a brewery that created their own Imperial IPA. Now, real quick, anybody under 21, please do not drink. And if you are over 21, drink responsibly. But if you can find this IPA, I tried it. Me and my friend Susan, we tried it last night. It's so bitter. It's okay. Well, it's an IPA, <laughs> but it's so good. It's it, very enjoyable, smooth, and I'm going to post a picture of what it looks like because it's so cool. But anyway, so, you know, we talked about Bigfoot. We talked about La Llorona. We talked about ghosts, but we've never talked about a sea monster. And so that's what's so cool is that in Oregon, something that lives in the Pacific Ocean goes up a water riverway. We're going to talk about Colossal Claw today. So what does he look like? The consistent description that I found by looking at numerous articles talks about this creature that people see, like I said, lurking in the riverways in the coastline of Oregon. And it's said to be about 40 feet long. The neck alone, which is serpent-like, is eight feet long. And then it all leads down with a big old body that's supposedly covered in hair, tanned to the color, and then a nice long tail. And when people see this creature, they're shocked because not only is it intimidating to see a 40-foot creature, but his head is shaped like a horse-snake hybrid kind of combination. They say when you see the face, you might be able to see evil out of its eyes. And so, I mean, that's pretty intimidating. I know that I wouldn't want to see that. I would just want to ride it. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well then, there's a, then that's one person's opinion. But what do people say when they actually see him? Like, what, what was the first sighting? Well, the first sighting, like I said, happened in 1934. And it was by a man named L.A. Larson, who was aboard a ship called the Columbia River Lightship. And while they were making their way through the Columbia River, through these binoculars, he was just checking around the scenery, trying to see, making sure that the ship was in safe condition to come back and dock in the, in the boat dock station. I think that sounds about right. And out of the binoculars, he saw this shadowy figure coming up out of the water. And if it was me, and I know if it was me, first of all, I would have dropped the binoculars, but he didn't. So I would have gotten them if I didn't drop them and then cleaned out the little lenses because I would have been like, no, 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 no. Where's the camera? I was like, that, that's a seagull, you know, maybe it's a little bug sitting on the lens. So he cleaned them off and he looked through the binoculars once again. And sure enough, Larson had recalled seeing this 40 foot sea creature rising out of the ocean, looked exactly how I told you they described it would look and i mean could you imagine somebody saying that to you you might be thinking like but dylan you know like <laughs> that's only one person and if he was on a ship and no one else saw it then it probably really didn't exist and he's going crazy because he was out on a ship now that might be true you know i don't know how long he was on the boat he could have been they i don't know it's a fishing boat so they could have been out to sea for a long time but According to the rest of the crew of the Columbia River Lightship, they saw this sea creature and all of its glory. And it wasn't just that ship of people who had saw it. And, you know, like you would think like, okay, anybody's willing to do anything to make money, like I said. And I mean, who would want to make up this crazy story of some sea creature, especially if the Loch Ness has been around. I mean, I would want my own sea creature. I kind of <laughs> want one right now just talking about it. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> with less evil eyes. <laughs> with less evil eyes. I mean, the beard is still good. You know, the picture was nice. But anyway, so I digress. You might be thinking, it's just one ship. They try to come up with some quick scam and make some money by selling the story to newspapers. Well, multiple fishing ships in that day, that same day that it was reported, had reported seeing this giant sea-like creature swimming through the ocean. So, there you go. A little bit more proof, right? We thought we were having a foil hat moment, but we're not having a foil hat moment. We're seeing that's not the only case that people have seen Colossal Claude. There have been multiple ships, multiple people, who have reported seeing the sea creature make his way along the Oregon coast and through the rivers. In 1937, a commercial fisherman corroborated the stories of the Columbia River lightship. He reported that the existence of Claude was in fact true. And then again in 1939, a different fishing ship had reported that they had seen Claude happily eating fish about 10 feet away from their ship. And they said that not only did he look exactly how people had described, but he was also covered in hair, you know, like, mm -hmm. which yeah. I thought was interesting because, you know, when I think of a dolphin or like a whale or some kind of sea creature, I don't imagine no them hair. having hair. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so when I thought about that, I thought, well, that's an interesting feature that would really distinguish this creature from, you know, just being like, oh, you know, it's a whale. Oh, it's a shark, you know. I think that they have smoother skin. I mean, it might be rougher, close to the touch, but anyway, so that adds another element to this creature, and it's not that someone's just, like, making up a whole different thing. They're just saying there's something that people didn't realize that it had as well. And so, when that ship tried to get close to Claude, because they, some of the crew wanted to, like, poke it, and they wanted to, um, like, oh my god, we found him, you know, like, let's touch him and what whatever. You always want to do with new things, is just poke, poke it. Poke it, yeah. <laughs> and, well, the crew's, the ship's captain had known that that was a bad idea. He's like, leave it alone because we don't want to anger it because yeah. we don't know what can happen. Yeah. yeah. And so, as soon as they had recognized who he was and what they, you know, they wanted to hang around him. Yeah. They, um, I guess Claude had noticed them and then swam away real quickly. Mm -hmm. He was like, I ain't having this, Shut I'm out of, well, he was trying to eat, you know. Yeah. I think it's only fathomable that we should really consider like okay so many ships have reported seeing him and it's been multiple years and multiple sightings but i didn't come across anything saying where people should be scared of him mm -hmm. because like i said like he was just eating fish and then when he saw people seeing him yeah. he was ready to leave yeah. so i was thinking that i should really go into detail about whether we should be scared of him or not mm -hmm. will he attack people well we just went over like i said the multiple sightings a fisherman that has seen him and then even one ship that had seen him eating fish specifically so many people believe that colossal claude is just trying to survive and live his best life he wants to swim along the coasts hang out in the rivers and just eat fish and a lot of reports said that colossal claude was actually following the salmon runs that were happening. Uh, so that makes sense. Yeah, that he, exactly. He's running after fish. Especially <laughs> because it's like one of the biggest salmon runs, you know, in the world. Yeah. So he's just, you know, following where the food goes. Yeah. And then, you know, speaking of fish and him indulging himself eating, I thought, you know, well, when was the last time somebody actually did see him? Because, like you said, people always see something new and they want to poke it and they want to, yeah. like, figure out it, it's how it works, how it lives, la la la, study it. Yeah. And so the last actual uh, quote-unquote sighting was in 1989. A fishing crew reported that they were trying to pull in their hole a fish, and as they were pulling it in, something snagged the net. Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, they tried to anchor it in again, but whatever was snagging it started to pull back. Oh. 
And so the bow of the ship started to go oh, into no. the water. Yeah. And it started to pull harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And I, you know, I'd be scared. Because, yeah. I mean, how do you fight that? Unless you cut the rope, right? Yeah. But as soon as they were thinking, like, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know. <laughs> the ship rocked all the way back. Like, oh, wow. as fast as it started to go down, it went all the way back. And they started cranking in the net to see what it was. Yeah. And when they got the net up on the ship, they saw a bite mark that had ripped a seven foot bite all across the net and the fish was gone of course yeah of course. but seven feet across what creature has the ability to do that yeah. you know and then on top of that when fishermen are out there doing their business like they catch things all the time and nothing can make a set well i never heard of a report making a seven foot bite mark and then everything's gone yeah except in finding nemo you know, and they all started swimming down to the bottom of the net and then it ended up <laughs> bursting and then they all got free. Yeah. But we're not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> but that was the last reported, quote, like I said, quote unquote, sighting of Colossal Claude. And he would have had the opportunity to eat anybody on the ship if he would have sunk it, yeah. but he didn't. Yeah. He was just going out to fish. So is he dangerous to humans? I don't think so. I think, like we said, he just wants to live his best life. And uh, what is it, a pescatarian diet where you only eat fish? <laughs> Little veggie diet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, a little sea veggies and then a little bit of fish ain't bad. So is he real? I mean, that's another big question. There have been reports that he was a whale shark, which kind of makes sense because whale sharks are about 40 feet in length yeah. and they're huge. But whale sharks prefer more tropical water and their diet is mainly krill, not fish, like a salmon. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting, you know, for the biggest animal, one of the biggest animals in the world, they eat the smallest animal in the world. I know. So I don't think it's a whale shark that can disprove the existence of Claude. And even so, like, even though they do live in the tropical water, they do end up finding their way near the Gulf of Mexico, close to the Pacific Ocean, all that stuff. But, okay, that's one theory. And then there was another theory that Colossal Claude is actually a plesiosaur, which is a sea creature that once lived over 200 million years ago. And the creature is sized to be about 15 feet long. Is it possible that maybe Claude isn't a mythical creature that maybe he's just the only survivor of an extinct ancient race of dinosaur-like creatures that swim in the water i mean this could be a possibility you know they always say things are extinct and then you find out from like some scientific fact that oh you know this one rain frog that we thought was gone or this bird that we haven't seen in years and years and years is still alive yeah who knows what's at the deep deep bottom of the sea at the bottom of the ocean yeah. exactly like you never know i think what atlantis we're still looking for that you know we're gonna find it eventually <laughs> but they say that we don't know like even half of what we think we know about the ocean we yeah. know more about space than we know about the ocean so it could very well be possible so there's no real confirmation that claude exists because you know no one's ever found anything but back in 1934, they thought they did. There was a sighting of a creature that washed up on the Washington coast. Mm. And people believed that they had in fact found the sea creature that had been lurking around the Oregon coastline. Mm. So media started running the story, Colossal Claude, dead. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, didn't make it through the winters, whatever. He just washed up on shore. And this creature that they found was huge long serpent-like but i don't think it was 40 feet long i don't think it had hair in its body but it was the closest thing that anyone could be like what the heck is this you know it could have been a baby clod but what it in fact was was after scientists did research on this creature they found out that it was an oarfish 
And this fish is kind of like a super long ribbon with like mm -hmm. a monster-like face. <laughs> and so uh, definitely a sea creature to be feared, I'm sure. But it wasn't the colossal clod that everyone had hoped. Like we finally answered this question yeah. of is he real? Is he harmful? I mean, and if he washed up, would we have wanted it to be colossal clod? Because isn't it kind of nice to just live ignorantly bliss thinking that there's a sea creature for very own on the coast of Oregon? Yeah. So I'm perplexed. Is he real? Is he not? I can't tell you for sure, and I wish I could. I've actually visited a few of the beaches here in Oregon, and they are beautiful, yes. We saw a creature swimming around in the water, and yes. for a second I thought, <laughs> what are the odds that Dylan comes to Oregon, and then Colossal Claude is there to greet me and be like, hey Dylan, I heard you're doing a story. Can I join Campfire Adventures? Well, I mean, that's just going to have to stay a dream, you know, because it turned out it was a nice giant sea lion hanging out on the coast. And maybe whale. a whale. Was it a whale? It had to have been a whale. It had the, it yeah. was like blowing the water out as that's, it was driving. That's true. Yeah, it could have been a whale. Well, it could have been a dolphin. I'm a driving. <laughs> he said <It> driving? Was, <laughs> that thing was not a dolphin. What could it was been? too much water coming out of that blowhole. <laughs> We're going to research that later. But... Whether he's real or not, some people believe that recent sightings, or lack thereof, I guess, because he hadn't been seen since the 1980s, so people believe that once the salmon population reduced, because yes, even though it's one of the world's biggest salmon runnings, it has reduced considerably because of you know, a lot of different factors. But ever since they've reduced, that colossal clod has also went into hiding because the food source that he had once gone to live and thrive off of is no longer there. Probably deeper in the ocean. So people believe that maybe he put up his Columbia River waterfront property up for sale and went to go find deeper digs down into the bottom of the ocean. Maybe. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just taking a long nap. We don't know how long a 40-foot creature has to sleep, right? He went to Alaska. And then whether, <laughs> whether he's left to visit his cousin, the Loch Ness Monster, whether he's just decided, like I said, to take a giant nap, the legend of Colossal Claude still lives on in Oregon. And if you find yourself cruising along the Oregon coast, then maybe take a second to look out of your window and see if you see Claude. If not, then maybe you can enjoy the beer that was inspired by this creature and just keep passing the story along like I'm doing now with the podcast. And don't forget your cameras. <laughs> have you actually ever heard of Colossal Claude since you've been living here in Oregon? Actually, no, I haven't. No, not until you you were telling me about it. Well, and then it. I showed you the beer. Then you remember you've seen it before, right? I feel like I've I seen think it. I've seen. I think I've seen the beer before. I'm not sure. Yeah. Bigfoot's like more of the, well, the story. Well, Bigfoot, we already know. Who, I know. We already know this what state got new, Bigfoot. So. Yeah, it's new and it's so cool. So I've been looking for more stuff on Colossal Claude. But that actually is going to end our episode today. It wasn't a super long one, but I'm still trying to figure out this whole trickety trick of traveling and recording and learning. There's people walking on the trail, so you might hear some conversations. We're hiding in a cave. We're in a cave. I'll show you. It's going to be like a little mini, little MTV backyard cribs kind of thing. But I'll show you what it looked like. And we have. I've had so much fun in Oregon. I've seen so many beautiful things. I've had some other things happen, but you know, things happen things and we happen. move on. We move on and we make jokes. If we don't joke about it, then we'll cry about it. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys listening and I hope you're enjoying me posting some more videos. Um, we have a lot of behind the scenes that are going to be coming up on 
our Instagram and Facebook. So at Campfire Adventures Podcast, you can find us there. And then everything's always going to be updated on the website, www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. And then there is still the GoFundMe. So if you feel the need and you got an extra five bucks that you want to give to somebody, go ahead and give it to your mama. And then after that, if you have another five bucks, then you go ahead and give it to me. But I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you so much. And I hope you all have a great day or a great night for whenever you listen to this. And then every other noise besides the people. We weren't eavesdropping, by the way, if any of them hear it. Every other you noise is... Be- juicy anyway. <laughs> every other Another noise... waterfall. <laughs> every other noise is because we were outside and there were outside noises happening like crazy. But I hope you enjoyed the second episode of our podcast. And thank you so much for being here. Goodbye. Bye.